opinionated as fuck. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Opinionated as Fuck podcast. I'm Adam Butler. That's Pretty Little Danny. What's up, y'all? Oh, my God. What's it's, up? It's, you know, it's officially <laughs> fall and all that, right? And the weather is, like, officially changing. You can tell in our voices. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, I don't know what happened, but, like, <laughs> just, you know, like, Monday I had on shorts, and today I'm wearing a jacket, and I feel it, like, my, and I was out last night. I was out oh, last night. Oh, where yeah. are you? I went to the uh, 202 Creates Joint. Shout out to Mayor Bowser and all the D.C. media and arts community. I was out there. met a lot of great people. I was yelling at the top of my lungs, knowing I need to be in the studio the next day and that record three shows. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm a smart guy. But we're here. We're ready to do this today. It's a lot of sports news, Danny, to get into. So um, let's jump into this first one, which is a huge story. So huge that, um, honestly, it's, it's complicated, and we're going to try to simplify it as much as possible, right? right. We're going to, you know, because it's really detailed. It's a federal investigation, basically. Some people are probably going to go to jail because of this one for, for like- a very long time. For a long time, too, for like money laundering, right? Like, it's crazy, right? So, uh, Louisville head coach Rick Pitino has been fired. He's a superstar coach. I think he has two national championships. I think I will, we will fact check that, put it in the description if I'm wrong. Two national championships. He's been to like four or five Final Fours. Um, he's he is the man. He's a very popular coach. He's been in trouble before with like sex scandals and stuff like that. Yeah, but, I think that's why I've I've heard his name mentioned first. Yeah, yeah. He he had some really interesting sex scandals, um, which were interesting. Again, we'll put <laughs> links to all this down in the description. Um, but he's he but but beyond that. He is respected in the college basketball world, in the basketball world. Um, I'm not sure if he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame yet, but if he isn't, he probably will be. Even with this stuff, he probably will be. He's a legend. Um, he was fired a few days ago. And um, the reasoning for his firing, the reason why he got fired was because, Danny, he allegedly was hooking up high school basketball players to ensure that they come to the school. And this is, a, this is an investigation that goes – well beyond Coach Patino, well beyond the uh, um, um, program or sports director of that school, if they are investigating Adidas, the company, they just gave Nike a subpoena. Oh, geez. It is real. Like So basically what's happening, for people that may not know, and, and again, we, we want to keep this as simple as possible, is that with college basketball, it's very college sports. It's extremely competitive, right? Right. They want to recruit players. You want to make sure you get the best player. So let's say you have the next Jordan or LeBron. This kid is out there. He's a little high school player. Nowadays, you see him all the time. They out there playing ball on YouTube or, or you see clips of them on Facebook or what have you. You want that kid to go to your school. You want to recruit him. You're going to start recruiting him or her as early as middle school. I was recruited by college teams in middle school. Interesting. Yeah, like I would, I would – I was definitely recruited by high school teams in middle school. I had college coaches at AAU games shake my hand in middle school. And I give you that look in the eye. Like, yeah, hey. just, hey, how you doing? Introduce <laughs> themselves to my father. Mm-hmm. Hey, his kid is a good kid. Maybe one day he'll be a blah, 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 blah. Okay. You know, but they can't go. You Can you commit to the school? So it's, it's a game, right? Okay. It's a game. I remember, um, and just again to give you all context, I remember a big high school um, I don't want to get too detailed, but a big high school brought me out to see if I wanted to go to this high school. I was in the eighth grade 
And um, for anyone that's ever seen the movie Blue Chips, there's a scene where the players show up and they're in the stadium and they cut the lights on and they see their name and all this has happened to me. Right. And I'm not no LeBron James. <laughs> okay, I was, I was a pretty good ball player, but I'm not LeBron James or Jordan. I don't get it twisted, okay? <laughs> I was cool. Then it's just, That should give you context, too. And they brought me into the, to the gym. They cut the lights on. They did the whole shebang. I said, listen, we're sponsored by Reebok. This was, the, you know, this was back when Reebok was Oh, cool. we're telling our age now. Yeah. We're <laughs> sponsored by Reebok. You'll never have to buy another pair of shoes again. Said that. You'll See, never those have are like to... magic words to a young black kid. Oh, my God. Head. I'm a sneakerhead, okay? Come on now. I'm like, what? All right, you'll never have to buy another pair of shoes again, this, that, and another, blah, blah, blah. So the point is, is that this happens all the time. What Danny and I want to talk to you all about, and I want to start doing this too, if this is okay. Like, I want people to tweet us this type of, like, tweet us, let us know what you think. Because this is, this is a conversation that's been going on since the beginning of time. Should college players get paid? Should college so. players get anything for, wanting to, for, being, for, for taking part in this sport that makes billions of dollars? whether it's football, basketball, whatever. Should they get paid? I say yes. I say, okay, so maybe not a salary, but I definitely Mm -hmm. think some type of monetary incentive because, Mm -hmm. I mean, how are you filling up these stadiums? You're selling jerseys, you're selling video games, you're selling all kind of paraphernalia, and where exactly is this money going to? Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, so let's say, okay, some of these kids are staying on campus and so they may have free room and board. Mm -hmm. They may have a scholarship paid all the way through maybe 80 to 90 percent got it but that's really on the education side you're already pulling them in they're actually giving you more than how i'm looking at it what you're giving them because they're mm-hmm. bringing the talent mm-hmm. on the back side with all of these millions and billions that you're ranking in why can't there be an additional incentive yeah for these guys playing i mean yeah. you're definitely making money off of them yeah this is a big one, I think, for especially for our audience, because I know we have audience out there that have kids and they play sports, right? Some of them may be high school age. Some of them may be getting ready to go to college. I have friend, I have a, a, a close friend. Well, I wouldn't call her. She's, she's my homegirl, and her son is a quarterback, and he's good, and he's probably about to go play college football mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't know if it'll be a huge school, but he's going to play college football. And so, you know, these are questions she's going to want to ask herself, right? Because I just you mentioned Reggie Bush um, off off um, air, and I just pulled up what happened with Reggie Bush. So Reggie Bush. You all remember Reggie Bush played for USC and later on played for the um, Saints. New Orleans Saints. He's a Super Bowl winning champion. Super Bowl. Not superstar. sure what he's doing now. He's also he also dated Kim Kardashian. That's it. You and, might know him for that. <laughs> he was the first one. He was the first. Yeah, he was the first Kardashian. Yeah, he set off that whole string of <laughs> Kardashians. And um, but Reggie Bush was stripped of his Heisman Trophy. Um, the investigation followed a separate NCAA investigation in the Bush and the USC program. Um, basically, they took his Heisman and, and, and declared him ineligible in 2004 because he received gifts, money and other benefits from boosters, from boosters. And so, it, again, here's here's my take on it. Should the NCAA pay college players? Yes, I do. I think that now, again, I don't think it should be a salary. I don't think it should be like, right. all right, you signed a contract for, you know, thirty thousand dollars a year. I don't know about all that, even though that wouldn't make me mad because. Think about it. if you're a co- if you're a college student and you're working in a um some type of intern program, right? Or you're working in the lab and you're working on like, you know, let's say your school is is big on um investigating 
you know, diseases or something like that, studying diseases, and mm-hmm. you get an opportunity to work in a lab, and the and the person that worked in the lab is like he also works for the administration. Like the pre- you know, th- these things happen. Like they're right. like guys that like you know world renowned scientists that work on the college campus, and they come up with like cures for like cancer, and you you're like his you know his um intern or what have you right sometimes they get paid they get they get right, paid you get for, the a type of stuff. for that right so i don't see why it's a big deal but you know let's just try to keep it let's not jump the gun so maybe they don't need to sign like a thirty thousand dollar contract what i do think is they could get a stipend right. and here's why i think they could they could get like here's a lot amount of money for you for the year you can eat you can get clothes you can do this stuff right right and your I, personal stuff outside right, of the right tuition we just paid for right. in your room and board because to me right. that that's that has nothing to do with the talent, the blood, mm-hmm. sweat, and tears that you're getting ready to, you know, provide our school with. And they're not allowed to get money. That's my thing. See, here's, they, they can't work. So they have to – so they they're, you almost put them in a desperate situation, but they're always working because they're practicing and making sure that – first of all, they got to study. Right. Secondly, they got to practice, make sure they, and then they got to travel and go to games. If right. you're a basketball player, you're playing 30 some odd games a year, you're traveling or not traveling, but you're playing, you're practicing. If you're a football player, you're playing, I think, 12 games a year. Okay. So that, and then you, then spring practice starts, you know, early spring, not even really spring. It's like February. Right. This is They're a year round career. It's let's, a year round thing. About that. So a guy like Reggie Bush is in a situation where he's taking gifts or, or Chris Webber, which we'll tell you about in a few. They're taking gifts and such because they don't have any money. So what I would say is if you're not going to pay the guys, what is the problem with them taking a gift from somebody? I don't see. That's what I don't get. You don't want to pay them cool, but why is it like illegal for them to go, for me to go, hey, yo, listen, bro. I know you out here struggling, and this is look, look. I know, I know what how it really goes. Okay, but let's just say I come to a person that goes, go, hey, Dan, you a college basketball player? You struggling? I see you busted. You out here. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna buy you a coat. Right. I'm gonna get you a car here. Here, I bought you a car because I know you need a car because you busted. Right now, I might say to that player, yo, when you get to the league, remember me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But so what? Right. So you're persuaded. I mean, I can understand why it's not liked mm-hmm. being illegal. I just like who made those rules. I would want to go back and see how this even started, because mm-hmm. when you're thinking about the major merchandise companies, uh, Nike and Reebok and Under Armour, and mm-hmm. I'm leaving out one. Nike, Reebok, Adidas. Oh, Adidas. Under Adidas who's under, who was under investigation. So I'm sure they have contracts with college mm-hmm. football. So NCAA. But mm-hmm. where is where is the reward for the players? Okay, mm-hmm. so they get a trophy. They get to, you know, pursue this experience. They get to fill out and, and sell out stadiums. Mm-hmm. But those mm-hmm. aren't really rewards. Those aren't the fruits of their labor. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? What? Where I can see it being wrong and causing a problem is, okay, if you have some players that are actually better than others, mm-hmm. some are going to get rewards and some aren't. But right. they're doing that now. Right. We're just, it's just doing it in a hush-hush way. Right, right. Right. It, you know, and I was trying to pull up the Chris Webber stuff. It's I, okay. If I try to look at it from the other side, I can see why they would go, well, we don't want to have one guy walking around campus like he's the king or one girl walking around campus like she's the queen, right? Because, you know, we got the next young Marion Jones up in here or the next young, you know, um, Michael Jordan, right? You know what I mean? The new Le- Lisa, the, the young Lisa Leslie is walking around campus and she's clearly Lisa Leslie. She's going to the WNBA. She's going to play on the Olympic team. She's a star. So we got all these boosters and all these like vulture type people hovering around this kid, giving her stuff. And and it's causing animosity amongst the teammates, amongst the class, you know, her classmates or whatever. Right. Same thing with the guy. I can see 
why you may look at it like that. But let's be honest now. It's happening. You're in college. You're what, yeah. 18, 19? Right. You're there for, what, two, three, four? You're a grown adult. When you get to professional league, there will be, come on, they pass stats all the time and talk mm-hmm. about individual stats. I mean, it's just a part mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a way to bridge the gap and find a better <coughs> way to do this, um, because it probably can be aggressive. I know I've seen um, tapes of, like, LeBron's sons, and they are, mm-hmm. like, crazy good. Yeah. Dwayne Wade's sons is like, okay, yeah. they're already getting recruited. These kids are in elementary school, nor yeah. do they even need the financial yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uplift. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I mean not, I'm, I'm not big in the college football uh, arena, yeah. but, yeah. I mean, I definitely have felt like – what we talked about off air action, I want to ask you this question mm-hmm. was that um, from last week talking about the NFL protests, I actually saw somebody uh, post a comment comparing slavery to the NFL. Now where I kind of drew a issue with is that, mm-hmm. come on, let's look at just some of the quick facts of slavery. Mm-hmm. They weren't making millions. Mm-hmm. They definitely weren't signing up for anything. So we mm-hmm. can't even really, you know and what I mean? They couldn't quit. <laughs> exactly. They're so not the same you can choose to play football. You yeah. already know what you're actually getting into, and you know the I reward. I hate that one. But, yeah. but, but, yeah. would you like to draw a comparison between the NAAC, NAACP, the NCAA, uh-huh. <laughs> and maybe indentured servants, maybe? Okay. I don't want to get too touchy. I know we're in a yeah. social issue uproar right no, now, no, no, but no, I mean, no. yeah. because of... The posting, it kind of made me think, okay, it's definitely not the NFL, but especially with this FBI investigation and corruption Mm -hmm. going on, can we actually draw comparisons, some comparisons to this? First off, everybody makes an NCAA and NAACP mistake. (laughs) It's it's just, they're they're too close. They're too, it's too close, man. You're too close, man. Um, Secondly, I don't like to compare any pro league, first and foremost, to slavery. I don't like to compare anything to slavery except slavery, right? But... I do see where you're going, where you're where there is a organization, an institution that is directly benefiting off of the back of the athletes and the athletes get hardly anything for it. And some people will go, well, I mean, I don't feel too bad for Tim Duncan. He had a great NBA career. Yeah. But what about Tim Duncan's teammate? Right. Right. So, yes. So everyone's not a Tim Duncan. Not everybody. There's only one Tim Duncan. Right. Like real talk, if you think especially if we're going to let's just t- stick to basketball. Football may be a little bit different because there are guys who like there's guys like Josh Norman and um and um um Richard Sherman. Right. Richard Sherman went to a big school, but it wasn't a big, you know, he, he who get drafted low. Or sometimes people like Jerry Rice, Daryl Tom Green, Brady. Tom Brady, but Tom Brady went to Michigan. I'm trying to find somebody that went oh, to, like, to a, a small a school. Okay. Jerry Rice. Who went to a HBCU? Right, a small HBCU. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. These guys, they end up so football because there's so many players on the team. You could be like Cam Newton's brother, who plays for Howard right now, might get drafted to the NFL just because he's playing well at Howard, and you can. There's so many roster spots, right? That's what's up. And there's so many opportunities to play football. Even if you don't play in the NFL, you can play in the Arena League. You can play so different with football, maybe. Let's just stick to basketball. Basketball is the one they used to throw around at guys like me when I was younger. When I'd be outside dribbling the basketball with a Jordan jersey on, and some some old head would want to come up to me and be like, "You do realize that only one out of every two thousand <laughs> players make it to the NBA, right?" Which is true, and I get it. You try to crush dream, but you know, <laughs> I get it, right? I understand because you know there's only fifteen spots on the team. Right. I saw a really great documentary on ESPN. I forgot what it was called. Oh my god, I'll put it in the description. I promise. But it was basically a guy did a documentary on. Um, 
a, a high school basketball team and he followed them through 30 years. So he did, he, no, through 20 years. So he, he got them when they were in high school. He got them when they were in college and he revisited them um, recently when they were grown men. Right. Really great. Doc, great documentary. The best part was in the early um, 2000s when they were NBA age and none of them went to the NBA. OK, that's interesting. None of them went and they were all. But, but you can see like what happened to them in college. But either way, I don't want to tell the whole story. But there was there was one guy who was NBA caliber. Right. And he was going to all the little NBA camps. They had all these little camps and like tryouts and stuff. They got like a veterans trial, all this stuff and he went to. And he was playing for the Rockets in the preseason. And he and he was averaging like ten boards a game and like eight points a game. And the coaches was like, "Yo, you're an NBA player. You're good enough to play in the NBA. We like you. We actually could use you on our team, but we have guaranteed contracts. And because we have to give you a guaranteed contract, we can't give it to you and not give it to this guy who is a veteran and been playing. And we could use him a little bit more. It's politics." The guy was actually better than the player they wanted to sign, but the guy had a guaranteed contract and they didn't want to take away his guaranteed contract and have to pay him and then sign another guaranteed contract. You feel what I'm going yeah, with this? Business always so, gets in the way. So it's, there's, no, there's not enough room, right? So if you're a college player and you're kind of, you're okay, you're a Steve Blake kind of guy, you are getting used on the college level. Because there's no guarantee you're going to make all that money back that you made for that team. Right. And you have to live with the fact that they're playing NCAA 2K, you know, 2K um, 18. And there's a guy on the team who is you. Right. And they're making money off of that. You see what I'm saying? So I don't like to compare anything to slavery. I don't think slavery and the number one thing they go to, Danny, which I forgot. This is actually the number one thing, which is you get a free education, which... As I'm sure a lot of you who are paying student loans at this moment <clears throat> would agree that if you could have got your education for free and all you had to do was play some ball, yeah, I definitely pick you probably up a, would do it, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> you know, you me. would. If if someone told you right now, a person that owes God, you know, you're still paying student loans and you're almost forty years old, right? And I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying that's your situation. If someone told you that you didn't have to pay any of this and you could have got through college for free if you just had to go to practice two or three times a week and then go travel and play basketball and be a star for the night and pretty much be a star for the rest of your life, at least in your town, because people remember you and this, right. that, another. See, the average person would go, hell yeah. Right. Sign me up. What you complaining about? But when you get into the details of it, you put your body on the line. You know what I mean? You take injuries in college. You probably blew an ACL. You walking different now. You got a bad shoulder. You know what I'm saying? You 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 probably weren't able to study as much as you wanted to because you had to be at practice right. because you were out there. Yes, there should be some form of a of a um, they call it a respect check for these guys and girls. Because again, the women too. This is one of the things where the women are just as much involved in this as the men. Well, I actually like to add something on top of that, too, because as we're talking and getting in this conversation, I remember seeing some articles a few months ago. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what do we do about the teachers that aren't lucky mm. enough to, you know, coach these teams, but mm. very well contribute to these programs as well? You I see, mean, it gets tricky. It gets, tricky it gets and really tricky. tricky. It gets really tricky. It gets really, really tricky because, see, that's that that's when you start. That's like a reparations conversation. And that's why re, well, rep, we know why reparations really ain't happening. But that's why that conversation gets complicated because it's like who gets what. Right. Does this does the 14th man on the bench who never sniffed the floor 
get paid the same amount of money that um, John Wall did. I mean, if you get to the professional level, the answer to that is no. You get paid mm. on performance. Mm. In college, you can see them kind of treating it as a you know gold star. Everyone gets a yeah. A for participation. That's what I'm saying. However, I mean, does the 14th guy get something? Yeah. Do you get mm. as much as the guy that's that's filling up the seats? Maybe no. Mm-hmm. And that's more so be based on the performance, what you're bringing. Mm-hmm. If you're not scoring any touchdowns, yeah, you're not going to get yeah. financially compensated. It's tough. But given that you're a part of a team yeah. that is on this on this uh, platform, yeah, you should be able to get it's something. Tough. And does it go for every – again, I'm just throwing this out. We're going to wrap this up soon. I'm just throwing this out there. Does it go for every sport? Because, again, in college sports, we tend to only look at the big two, basketball and football. The reason why I keep bringing up the women – is because they have they have the least likelihood to make millions of dollars. Oh, of course. Even in the WNBA, they don't make millions of dollars, I mean, right? In the workforce but they, period, but, women are going to be paid less. But than. women's basketball is a big money maker. Correct. Women co- women's college basketball is a big money maker. The Maryland women, they don't make more than the men, but they make a lot of money because they're good. Right, and they f- they definitely fill seats and sell out exactly. the stadium. What about exactly Connecticut? Yes. Pretty good school. Right? Yeah, they're way better than their men's team, and they probably make more money than their men's team just off the strength that they're, they're like, you know, been up where they got beat recently, but they were undefeated for so long, this, that, and another. So, what I'm saying is, that even with that, you look at the big two, you got to throw the women, you got to throw a track and field, you got to throw in lacrosse, you got to throw in uh, tennis, you got to throw all these programs. Well, then all that the they other have. programs that are non sports related. Right, but but see, but now we get. See, you, I mean, but you saying. see how right, they right, can. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's the issue. But I mean, I, we, we do want to hear what you all think about this one seriously because I, I'm. This is a this is a conversation that's been going on for years. I was about to look up to Chris Webber. Think Chris Webber had took uh, took gifts, and he, you know, their their program was stripped of all their um, achievements and this, that, and another, and that's caused a rift between the Fab Five. You know, you got guys who don't like Webber, and you have Webber who's on his own and saying like, "Yo." It is what it is. It's, it's complicated. You know I what I mean? I think even ESPN did a documentary they did on it, that. And Weber was not in it. Weber, Weber did not take part of it. They don't talk. So, like, the, the thing, just real quick before we go, the thing with the Fab Five is that they all took gifts. They was from this guy. They all from Detroit. Well, well, well Weber and, um, and Jalen Rose are from Detroit. They knew this guy from Detroit. They took gifts from him. They knew what it was, right? When they were confronted about it, Jalen Rose and the others said, yeah, we did it. Chris Weber said, mm-mm. I didn't. I didn't you do it. You wanted to take me to the grave. Come but on, as, a result, <laughs> as a result, as a result, as a result, he was punished. The coach was fired. The program was punished. Jalen Rose is saying, if you just would have told the truth, we would have been straight. Weber is like, to this day, like, whatever. So now they don't talk. And they, this guy, this is a guy they known for years, right? So imagine it's like a good guy that when we was kids, he was hooking us up, helping us out, letting us play in the gym, this, that, and another. He's saying in college, like, yo, I'm going to hook you up again. Just make sure when you go to the league, man, just look out for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so Jalen Rose is like, that was my man. That that guy helped us out when we were poor. And you just shitted on him. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So, that again, check out the Fab Five documentary. We're going to put links to all these things that we're talking about because we do realize this is complicated. We just wanted to see what you all thought about it because I'm sure a lot of you all are parents, got kids that play sports. Right. You're going to want to know about these things because you don't want your child to get caught up when they get in the, in the college realm even. And we might be able to change some stuff too because some stuff is completely unfair. So, yeah. So in NBA news, two major superstars have two new homes. Oh, yeah. So Carmelo. 
Carmelo Anthony uh-huh. has finally been traded from yeah. the, oh gosh, New York Knicks. <laughs> yeah. To the OKC Thunder. He joins Russell Westbrook. Paul George. That's a big three right there. That is a big three right there. That's a big, big three. That that's, is a, that's a big scoring big three. I'll say that. That's a, that is a big three right there. However, uh-huh. oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade also rejoins his peanut butter and jelly <laughs> romance <laughs> brother out in Cleveland on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. They have a big, what, five? Their starting five actually may be lit. Oh, no, not maybe. Their starting five is always lit. Well, it's really lit now. It's lit now. Their starting five is always lit. That was the argument me and you would have about like whether Cleveland was a was a, a super team or not. I, um, I have. Uh, would you call them a super team right now? Yeah, but I think there's levels to super teams, okay. and we're gonna do that super team debate one of these weeks. We're not gonna do it now, but we're gonna do that super team debate. But I do think just I think there's levels to super teams. I think there's like the ultimate super team, which is like the the uh, um the Golden, the, State, the Golden Warriors. State Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. That's like oh god, like. Jesus, right? <laughs> then there's then there's like something that's well, well, well. Actually, I think the Miami Heat were the ultimate we're super not gonna, team. No, I already no. we already had this one. And we did it. Okay, all right, no. whatever. I do though because let I, me ask you a question. Yes. Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. KD, KD has a scoring title. Mm-hmm. Does Steph have a scoring title? No, I, I, I'm not sure. He doesn't. I think he, he should. It he, makes sense. He may have he had one that one year, but I'm not sure. That's a good question, though. Because then I would have to use that to compare it to the. I mean, I'm just not good on comparisons. I don't like because I feel like it's yeah. different times, different age. The way the reason we look at Golden State as being, or the reason I look at Golden State as being this huge, huge, mm-hmm. mega super team is because I think even their sixth player can damn near switch out. Well, Andre Iguodala is a starter. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah, but I mean, so when you're pulling stars yeah. off the bench, you're kind of, you know, yeah, to me, that's they, always been their standout. Well, to me, they uh, have a great, or they had, they had a good bench. You need depth. Yeah, and, I, and Miami had a great bench too, because because again, you know, to me, Andre Iguodala alone was not able to take a team anyway. He was the, he was the oh, man. He was the man in Philly. He was AI too in Philly, but he wasn't able. And and Miami had guys like that coming off the bench too but that's like again we'll have that argument another day I think there are levels to super teams and I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers had a version of a super team similar to what Boston had when they had Ray Allen Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett that's fair all right so but to the point of what this team looks like this is huge this is look I am a Washington Wizards fan oh we're taking the east I'm just going oh no no listen hey listen listen we is we now it's we as in me, LeBron. I'm going to uh, go ahead and add D-Wade. Me, LeBron. Anyway. This is the last, look. I hope you get to beat. You know what? I'm going I to really a Cavs hope, game this year. I hope, no. I hope you get to shake LeBron James' hand. I will pass And I hope out. you're able to give him a bouquet of, of roses, too, because that's what you probably, and, and I hope you, I hope you are. I hope you're able to meet LeBron James and, and, and let him know that he is your, you know, you call him Lord James. Lord, Lord James, sir. I am honored this, to be in your presence. This Lord. makes me feel my good Lord. to see them back together because I no, enjoy yeah, yeah, watching yeah, basketball, yeah, and I can already yeah. see how fun and entertaining this is actually. I'm be. happy to see D Wade in a good situation. I like Dwayne Wade a lot. I like LeBron James. I, te- I, I tease you about it. He has to be my rival at the moment because right. I have a team in his division, in his conference that I I want to see win, and I know that the Cleveland Washington thing has been an off and on rivalry when they're when the Wizards are good. Oh, yeah. It's always been the Gilbert Arena since the Gil- since my man whispered oh, in Gilbert's ear, 
Oh my god, that was the best thing. That was as a Wizards fan, that's like <laughs> that was the most that was like I couldn't do nothing but respect that. Anyway, um huge, huge news. I'm a I'm a Wizards fan. I was bragging a few weeks back about how like that Boston moves the Wizards. I still think the Wizards are better than Boston right now. I do too. I think the Wizards are the number two team in the East. Yeah, I still think that, but look, Dwayne Wade can can ball and still ball. I know a lot of people like to start getting into this, oh, they on the back end of their career, and they, they fought. No. Dwayne Wade was still averaging like 23 points a game in, in Chicago. Dwayne Wade's issue is his body is a little fragile now because he's older and he has a, he has an aggressive game. Right. But this is going to help him because he doesn't have to be that dude. It's the same thing I'm saying about Derrick Rose on his team. Derrick Rose does not have to be Derrick Rose on this squad. There's only one guy that has to be the guy on this squad, and his name is LeBron James. And LeBron James functions better, and this is not a knock on him. Right. He functions better when he has a complete squad, when he has other players around him that he can lean on. Yeah, this is the Magic He's Johnson a distributor. thing. We've already right. stated right. the difference right. between this Jordan yeah. James this, this Yeah, this makes Cleveland extremely good. This makes them extremely good, and, and in my opinion – Golden State is still the team to beat. We're going to get into that in our, in our next segment about what we think is going to happen. But Golden State, to me, is still the team because they have to be because they won the championship right. and they got Kevin Durant and 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 um, Steph Curry and um, and um, Clay, um, Clay Thompson, Thompson and, and Draymond. But this could possibly make Cleveland better than them. Like I can, Golden State Warriors are one injury away from – being dealt with. I mean, look, the West continues to pile up. Yeah. It's not going to be a cakewalk. So even if they get to the finals, which they probably will, are they going to be the the healthy, robust well, that's, that's Warriors? Only, which you're going to hope if you're Cleveland, <clears throat> must only God especially if you're one. Dwayne yeah. Wade and you're yeah, LeBron who are on their 14, 15 year, what you're hoping is that they the got Heat, two the OKC, these other teams, uh, yeah, the Spurs, the yeah. Pelicans, these teams that are, you know, getting – everybody's getting their teams built to face the Warriors, that's just what it is. Well, what I'm saying is that, yeah, because I, I want to, because I want to definitely want to talk about that in a minute. But, it, but I, I think that the the reason why I say it better than Warriors or could be better than the Warriors mm-hmm. is because if they had Dwayne Wade last year in the finals, well, this past finals, I think they probably could have. I don't know if they would have won, but that thing would have gone seven games, and that seven those seven games would have been. Yeah, it would have been this, the season prior okay, to. <laughs> yeah, they would have been interesting. So this is huge. But let's talk about Melo, man. Because I get it. Hoodie That's your Mello. squad. You know, you, you're Cleveland. You know, you LeBron and all that. But this Melo move, this is, damn, big. This is huge. I Me- love it. I, I love it for Russ. Russ gets his help. Yeah, yeah. Russ gets to compete. I yeah. would love to see, and I don't know how feasible this is, OKC, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. In the Western Conference Finals, OKC takes. Oh, home. you're you're probably going to get that. You're probably going. I don't want OKC. I, I, I still like. I st- well, I don't know what I want out of that. So I Russ, w- deserves, w- Russ deserves. Russ deserves. Russ man. is the man. Russ is the man. Mello. I want to focus on Mello just for a second because we're gonna talk about Russell. We right. got we got some Russell Westbrook news. Um, Mello to me is probably one of the more. So for a long time, Carmelo Anthony was my favorite player in the, in the league. Okay. Not saying that he was better than LeBron or better than Kobe and the guys. When he was a Denver Nugget, 
and even when he was in Syracuse, I always thought, and when it was the LeBron, who remember it was, you know, these two guys coming out, who's going to be better, LeBron or, or Carmelo? I always thought that Carmelo would not be better than LeBron because I could tell in high school that LeBron had like all these weird intangibles, but I always thought that Carmelo was going to be a star, and he is and was for a long time in Denver. He was a marquee guy. He was the guy, and in New York for a few, it's just the problem is he went to the Black Hole, which is the New York Knicks. Right. It was a poorly run organization, so he kind of – it reminds me, and I don't mean to crap on my own football team, mm-hmm. but it reminds me of when Clinton Portis came here. And Clinton Portis was the man in Denver. I'm talking like, again, he was the man here, but he was a superstar right. in Denver. And he came here, but because they were mired in, oh, they go to playoffs one year, but then they'd be like 3-13 and 13 the next. You know, it's hard to remain a superstar right. on a team like that. Because that's it's not a team sport. Yes, and that's what happened with Carmelo. Carmelo was putting up the numbers, except for this season, that's the Phil Jackson thing, but Carmelo was putting up the numbers, doing everything he could. He's operating like a superstar. His numbers were probably comparable to Dwayne Wade in his prime, probably comparable to LeBron James. It's just that his team wasn't winning. Yeah, so I was going to ask you that question Mm -hmm. because I've never been – it's kind of hard for me to share the same space with these guys because, like Mm -hmm. I said before, I'm not really a team fan. I'm a fan of players. So I really grew up – well, before LeBron, there was mm-hmm. AI. I mm-hmm. watched AI from the Georgetown days and all the way up into being the only team to beat Kobe and the Lakers and yeah. the yeah. in the uh, championship, whatever. Right, right. Then there's LeBron. So I didn't really get a chance to really watch Melo like that. You know, you hear things. He scores a lot, doesn't play a lot of defense, mm. whatever, whatever. Mm. But my gripe with bringing him up along with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James on the teams that he's been on yeah. More so once he got to New York, has he been able or been put in a situation where he's been able to make everyone around him? Oh better? yeah, look, yeah, yes. When he was in, when when and your boy AI was out there with him too. When he was in Denver, they went to the to the Western Conference Finals. Like they were there. The Carmelo Anthony is a superstar. Okay, Carmelo Anthony is is a Hall of Famer. He's a superstar. He just never had the luxury of playing on the team. That could go all the way when he was until in now. The, until now, <laughs> when he was in Denver, he had George Carl as his coach. Everyone knows that George Carl is a, is you know God bless him. He's a cancer survivor, but he's an asshole. He's an asshole to his players. That's why he's not in Denver anymore because he was he, the coach was a complete asshole. Well, we saw that in the book he wrote. With right, tons of expertise. They that definitely didn't need to stay. Exactly, exactly. So he went to New York. New York was a big deal. La la and all that. You know, oh, I'm in New York, the big city. I'm from New York. Even though he's a Baltimore guy, but he's you know I was born in New York. This that another. That was supposed to work out. The moment he went to New York, they were they were in it. They were in it immediately. They went to the playoffs. They were a playoff team immediately. This is the New York Knicks were trash before. LeBron, I mean, um, before Carmelo got there, and with the playoffs immediately, he got hurt, and then the insanity thing happened. And I think the insanity thing was like the beginning of the the, the end. end, because when 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 Jeremy Lin got there and had those like ten games of of Jordan like you know pro- productivity, right? The problem was, oh, when Carmelo gets back, is he going to be able to, you know, work with Jeremy Lin? Carmelo needs the ball in his hands. He's a shooter. You know what I'm saying? So that was the issue. And then it kind of exposed Carmelo and made him look like a like a bad teammate and this, that, and that. He had Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire was always injured. That's what happened in New York. But, no, Carmelo Anthony is big time. Big time. He's better than Paul George. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So he So what, what, what Westbrook has, just real quick. What Westbrook has in Oklahoma right now, they have no defense, okay? But what they can do, because, again, defense is all good, but, you know, there's only but so much defense you can play against Oklahoma when they rain in threes on you. 
All right. They have no defense, but what they have is scoring out the ass. They have intense scoring, too. So they got run you up and down the court, tire you out kind of scoring. Okay. Carmelo can shoot from any spot on the floor. He can shoot from literally any spot from the floor. You got Paul George who can shoot from almost any spot from the floor. And then you have Westbrook who can shoot from any spot on the floor and can also penetrate. And he showed you this year that he can dish the ball because he averaged a triple-double. But then, okay, so with this new big three in OKC, do you Mm -hmm. have an issue with how the ball will be distributed? Who will Mm -hmm. basically run the floor and decide who shoots where? Because that's the whole argument as to why we – we saw why Katie and Russ basically couldn't exist. You had right. two alpha males. Do you think that right. Melo is going to, and I hate to coin D Wade as the person that's done this. Cause I'm sure he's not the first yeah. basketball player that has taken a backseat to win. Yeah. But who's going to take the backseat? I think they both, I think Carmelo and I think Carmelo given his experience in New York will, will understand he, he doesn't go to Oklahoma. Okay. Carmelo had a no trade clause, which meant if he was going to be traded, he got to pick the team he was going to go to. All right. Carmelo could have gone to Washington, right, where he could say, yo, John Wall's there, but John Wall literally, every time John Wall shoots, you can tell he doesn't want to shoot, even though he can put up 50 if he wants, but he doesn't. John Wall's a pure point guard, and Bradley Bill needs the ball in his hands, but he's a cool dude. Like, he could have came here and and been the man, like Paul Pierce was a few years ago, right? He could have gone to a couple teams and just been the man. Well, he had a deal on the table for Cleveland, actually. Yeah. There was a deal, what? I'm sure there were Paul George and Melo to, yeah, yeah. to go to Cleveland, which would have been would have been a lot. Now that would have been messy, I think. Yeah. But either way, he chose to go play with the MVP. He chose to go play with the I guy like who that decision. Yeah, because I think so what you have in Melo, Melo is not like Iverson where when I say he needs the ball in his hands, he doesn't need it in the way that Iverson or even Westbrook needs the ball in his hands or James Harden where it's like, I got to dribble, dribble, dribble to set up my shot. Carmelo can come off picks and shoot. Carmelo can be big shot mellow. He's older now too, so I think he understands that's where his game needs to be. Paul George can definitely be off the pick, big shot PG. They can be those guys, right? So if you have... Westbrook with the ball in his hands doing what Westbrook does. Westbrook reminds me of Allen Iverson, so setting up, setting up, setting up. He can be that guy that penetrates and dishes to one of those two guys. Also, what it does for Westbrook, the biggest problem with Oklahoma last year was that when Westbrook went on the bench, the team, would they would literally go down by 20 points and Westbrook would have to come back in and put them back up. Right, so now you so don't get, have that problem here. It gives him Carmella. an opportunity to rest. Exactly. It gives, people, gives, gives him an opportunity to rest. Well, it's interesting that you bring up rest because this mm-hmm. year we, we probably will see a decline in a lot of healthy players yeah. resting because there's now a, a 100,000 yeah. penalty in place. That should be interesting this year. Yeah, the, the thing about that one um, real quick is that on the road, you can't rest healthy players. There's ways around it, though. You know, you can yeah, have you can a guy. Come out you can play just, for a couple minutes, or you can sit them on the bench with their uniform on and just never play them. You could do that. They got to be active. So, let's say you're you're what LeBron would normally do if he got to go to DC or if he got to go to well, not that he would play here, but you know, let's say he got to go to a team, you know he's going to Brooklyn. I'm not playing against Brooklyn. Yeah, nobody plays. I'm not gonna get hurt. Sorry, you Brooklyn. know, fucking around with the Nets, right? <laughs> so what he would do is literally show up in a suit. And be like a pseudo coach that day. They're saying you got to suit up. So LeBron can suit up, have his uniform on and everything, and literally just, we just didn't play him today. You know, it'll just be interesting. in the rotation. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
let's get into some NBA, Nanny, because we, we, we've been hinting at it this whole conversation. I mean, those two moves were big, but the, the entire league will be playing in about a week or two. They're, right. they're, they're ready to rock, right? And, you know, we brought up the MVP, Mr. Westbrook. Oh, yeah. Who was, Cha-ching Ching is what I should say. For, for real. Who was <laughs> who had one of the at the at the uh NBA honors thing had the funniest laugh cry moment ever. Like just just cry, bro. You don't gotta try to act like you laughing and then like pretend like you're not crying. You look crazy. But I'm happy for him. He's the man. And he just got a big contract, huh? Yeah. He got a, a huge extension, right? Yeah. And so he, that makes him what, the highest paid player in NBA history? And he, he will make more than a little more than five hundred thousand dollars a game, and he picked an interesting day to announce this, didn't he? Yeah. What well, What was yesterday? That's my man KD's birthday. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. A little shade. A little shade on the off season. We see you, Russ. I love it. I love you know. First off, it feels good to be able to talk about a sport without having to get all into you know slavery and you know police brutality. Like I like right. that basketball. And they have a great opportunity here, even though there was um, a memo that came out recently that said that they are um, requiring that they stand for the anthem. I don't know if that was real or not, but I saw Adam Schefter tweet that. We'll post that in the links. But beyond that, the NBA has a great opportunity to take the reins and and jump back up as the number one sport like they were in the 90s when MJ was playing and, and basketball was, you know. They have that opportunity because the thing about sports is that we just want to you know, we want to get into these social issues because social issues are important, and that's why we choose to talk about them on this show. But at the end of the day, sports are supposed to be a release. You're supposed to be able to watch them and relax. It's family time. You're having fun, right? So the NBA has that opportunity to really take advantage of what's going on in the world right now and give people a release and help people calm down and relax. You know what I'm saying? Right. And just watch some sports. So the Westbrook thing I love because, man, you know Katie and Westbrook, don't want to kill each other in real life right. but They're on the floor but it's a rivalry a falling out. and that rivalry didn't mean anything last year i remember when they played and westbrook was talking all this shit and, and katie did looked at him and said so so because they were down by like 30 they were smashing oklahoma okay now this rivalry means something right because he has a squad that's that's they just as competitive right so what okay so let's let's really get into it shouts out to westbrook though that's dope move I, i'm 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 always gonna run for my dmv people but that was funny <laughs> um so what do you see so you so you think that oklahoma do you think that oklahoma is the biggest threat from the west to um golden state i feel the team with new additions that makes a big threat yes because i think you mm-hmm. can't count out the spurs what about houston <clears throat> you definitely have to add Houston in there. Those are the mm-hmm. three teams that I can see that can mm-hmm. definitely take down the Warriors. Again, barring mm-hmm. an injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a low man. The Warriors are loaded. It's the yeah. bench to me. It's the depth. Yeah. So you can, you know, we saw it last year, even in the finals, mm-hmm. two seasons in a row. Steph can have an off game. Clay mm-hmm. can have an off game. Mm-hmm. When you have a star like player and a KD and, and remember, Draymond and KD Andre, got hurt last year and was out for like almost half the season, and it still didn't matter. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that's really scary. So, the, but those mm-hmm. would be my three teams. I I would love to see OKC mm-hmm. Warriors Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. OKC facing off against Cleveland in the finals. You know what? I agree with you. I remember the last segment I was kind of iffy about that. But, you know, one thing for me in the NBA and why I hate super teams, but I, I, I like 
I like this year better than what normally happens, which is all the talent of the night is like on two teams or one team. Even right. some season, one right? or two teams absorbs right. all right. of the I, superstars. I wish there were a way to d- distribute it amongst the majority of the teams, which is why I prefer the NFL over the NBA is because there's no one team in the NFL that has all the talent. They distribute the talent equally, but that's because it's more players and I get it. Right. But, I like that there's several teams in this right. conversation now, right? So, okay, I would like, and, and what I always wanted, the reason why I wanted that is because I wanted variety. I wanted to see more. I didn't want to see one team. Only team, only dynasty I ever liked was the Bulls, and that's because I was biased because I was young and I was a Bulls fan. You know what I'm saying? But I want to see variety. So, yeah, OKC in the, in, the, um, in the NBA Finals would be dope. Now, let's go to the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah, obviously, you know, yeah, obviously, you think Cleveland is the team. But who gives Cleveland any run for their money from the East, in your opinion? I would have to say first runner-up, the Wizards. Mm-hmm. The Wizards and then Boston. Only because I give the edge more to um, the Wizards because I, I, I still believe in meshing. And yeah. I think that this is where Cleveland actually will have a little bit more of an advantage mm-hmm. because they they don't have to do as much meshing as Boston does. Yeah. Wizards don't really have to do as much. As yeah, long as you have LeBron on a team, yeah. you can always have to give them a shot. I don't care what team mm-hmm. it is on the East. So with that being said, because it's Cleveland, the only other team that's already kind of put together mm-hmm. just needs that extra mm-hmm. to me would be um, the Wizards. I don't know if the Raptors yeah. or the Hawks. I mean, they're all in a the Hawks are done. toss up. But Hawks are done. I think it's better. So for the East, I think that the Wizards are better. And that's just something I'm putting down. I'm stamping down. I think the Wizards are better than Boston. But I think Boston can be a problem because they have two dynamic scores. Okay, like two guys that can put the ball through the hoop and quick and in and in, 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 in flurries. Okay, right. So you know when you got Kyrie Irving and, and um um I'm about to call that Haywood. man JJ Redick. Wow, yeah, Gordon Haywood. <laughs> okay, man, JJ Redick though. Um, yeah, Gordon Haywood. You know you got you have people that can score, and then you got the big man out there. They have a squad. Okay, the Wizards. Both of these teams have questions on their roster when. Cleveland doesn't, and that's the thing that takes Cleveland way over the top, all right? You know, the Wizards, you know what Bradley Bill is going to do, but can Bradley Bill stay healthy for a couple of years in a row, right? You know what John's going to do, but can John stay healthy? John has injury issues too, right? But you got both of them on the floor, and if they're clicking, they're better than Boston. I'm sorry. I think think John Wall is better than Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a bigger star than John Wall, but, but John Wall is better than Kyrie Irving. I think Bradley Bill, when healthy and good, is better than than Gordon Haywood. I don't care what nobody said. Gordon Haywood's a beast, and I'm sure some people are going to disagree with me, but I think they're better. Problem is, when you get to that third, fourth, fifth man on both teams, right? What's, what did the squad start? What's Otto Porter going to do? Exactly. If Otto Porter lives up to his contract, now the Wizards have a big three. Oh shit! Now they're competing with Boston. You know what I mean? With not but with um with Cleveland. So. Yeah, we're going to have to see. I think with this one, with the East, I'm going to have to see some games, honestly, and then see what happens. But right now, you got to pick Cleveland um, out of the East. You have to pick. I'm going to go with Oklahoma out of the West. I think you're going with Oklahoma mm-hmm. out of the West, too. Okay, so we got Oklahoma. We got Cleveland in the finals. Yep, sure. What happens? In I think LeBron takes it in five. Mm, in five? Man, Melo can't play no defense. Okay. So... Oklahoma, you're saying their their issue is no defense. 
You got one guy that's really a lockdown. Well, D-Wade's a great defender. Hmm. Okay. Defense matters. To me, in both football and basketball, defense depth make a hell of a difference. Defense matters, I agree. But I do think that the league is shifting into a way that they have almost eliminated. Why? It's the reason why Boston was one of the best defensive teams last year, and then they got rid of every player that made them the best defensive team in the league because they couldn't score. And what Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, I'm sorry, what Golden State did was they changed the way the game is played. They changed it. They score so much that they turned into. You remember you watched the All Star game, mm-hmm. and the score is like one forty to one. Right, so lopsided. Yeah, it's like, but the score is so high because no one's playing defense. It's just like who can outscore the next team. You know, but who they can, have two things that every other player, I mean, every other team does not have. They have an MVP mm-hmm. superstar in Katie, uh-huh. and they got a Steph Curry who can shoot probably out of this damn parking lot. I mean, they have two everyone, MVPs. Let's not get it twisted. Steph takes a lot of bad shots, a lot of shots that a lot of players should not be taking. And they but go he had exactly that's the difference. So they, <laughs> they have they have yeah. the, the yeah. advantage of being able to outscore you by thirty and forty points yeah, and no, kind of be laxed on the defense. But I feel like that's that's their star power. Every other. T- you're not gonna. I don't. I don't see the shift being made at least that mm-hmm. quickly for other teams to be able to make that adjustment. With because these are two unique players that you're just not going to see and have your grabs on or have at your disposal. Mm-hmm. I want to know what y'all think. Yeah, who I y'all really have wanna, in the yeah, finals? I want to know what y'all think. Tweet us, man. Let us know. IG is whatever. Let us know. I want to know. I want to see. And then we're gonna revisit this at the end of the season. Sure. And see maybe how closely we get to to the facts, the yeah, truth. Yeah. Let's see. All right, it is time for my favorite segment in the entire world. It's time for the WTF. What's going on, Danny? Drum roll, please. Let's go. So this week we have three, con- uh, what would you call them, three candidates. Ah, yes. First would be my least favorite ex-football player in the world. <laughs> that would be Ray Lewis, who has switched sides, flop, flip-flops. He yeah. should be fine if he was an NBA player. Yeah, yeah because if he was in the league, yeah. <laughs> he started out. Uh-huh. 30 days ago, right. saying how, you know, Cap shouldn't be protesting and how you need to be standing up. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of disrespectful to be kneeling for the flag. And then mm-hmm. on Sunday, mm-hmm. we see him not kneel on one knee, yeah. but kneel on two knees, which yeah. he stated that he was praying. However, to the common human eye that's just watching yeah. from their couch at home, yeah. Negro, you was kneeling. Something yeah. you said that you were not going to do. Something that you heavily criticized Kaepernick for doing right and now all of a sudden because number 45 has ignited this whole unity front Mm -hmm. you now consider yourself a part of the movement and we kind of don't want you Mm. well that's Mm. well that's according to Shannon Sharp yeah okay so yes I want to give Shannon Sharp some credit and huge kudos for one thing though um Shannon Sharp did say that Ray Lewis went on another show after that and basically said, wow, Shannon, you got my number. You know, we could talk about this as men. Shannon Sharp came on undisputed. Yeah. It's the name of the show the next day and said, we talked. Um, we disagree, but me and Ray talked 
And one thing Shannon said again, I know this is WTF and is, you know, and, and Ray, I think just real quick before I get to my, my, my point, I think Ray has a fundamental misunderstanding of what's going on. I think this is bigger and over Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis's head. And I think that's okay. I think we need to go ahead and stop paying Ray Lewis attention on this one because sometimes people just, sometimes the issue is bigger than what you can comprehend. Right. And not everybody is equipped to talk about social and racial issues. They're super complex. That's why some of the people that were leaders on this are like, brilliant people <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so you know not saying that ray lewis isn't a smart man it's just saying that like at some point we're gonna have to you know i'm i'm ready to let this go as far as ray lewis goes and here's my point that i wanted to make about shannon sharp um and i hope people heard this and i'm going to share it actually on my page as a clip because i think we see all the clips of shannon sharp dragging people but one thing shannon said and this hasn't gone viral and i thought I think this is interesting is that um he mentioned that ray lewis is huge in the community in baltimore he mentioned that Ray Lewis is getting death threats, that people are threatening to kill Ray Lewis, that they're trying to take down his statue in Baltimore and that he has like actual death threats that the, like the, the, the authorities are actually looking into. And Shannon Sharp put out a plea to say that's my, one of my best friends and this is wrong. And we and him, it's OK for two people to disagree on an issue and not want to kill that person. Right. But I think you hit it on the head that mm. we can't give qualification mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. what do you, ordain mm-hmm. every celebrity or every yes. person with clout yes. as being someone that should be speaking these messages. You hit it, it on the make head. make you that mad. You know? Exactly. Maybe he's just not qualified just not. to speak to us yeah. about an issue that we all at our lower level, not making millions, mm-hmm. not being on the platform that he's being, not being, um, you know, black privilege yeah, per yeah, se. Yeah. We just don't get it. So let's yeah. just. And, and that's that. Let's so that's just a, stop taking our cues exactly, from him. Exactly. That's, that's we what, have the right and the control to exactly, exactly. take and, our messages from our messengers. We have the the power to choose those messengers. We and, don't have to choose them. And, and just, to, again, just the last point, just Shannon. Shannon Sharp said, and I know we all listening to Shannon right now. Shannon Sharp said it's okay for two people to disagree and not want to want to kill the person or throw them away. So, again, to your point, we don't have to listen to Ray. Ray should not make us that mad. We can laugh at Ray. Because those memes of him kneeling and people picking him up and all that are funny as shit. I'm sorry, they're funny as hell. But, you know, to want to kill the man and all this and that is is is, is too much. And um, I'm going to share that clip of Shannon because that was a powerful statement that he made. What's next? Yeah. And what I do want to add to mm-hmm. is with the beautiful part of the show is everyone can have their opinion. Exactly. He's entitled to his opinion. It may not be that great of one. But, right. I mean, who are we to judge? Give him his opinion. He ain't going to. He can't make policy. Nah. He, you know what I'm saying? He's just a guy that just doesn't get it. Period. Period. Moving on. Let's go. The NFL for their watered down protest. I mean, oh my gosh, where were you all last year? This is why I hate mm-hmm. when we jump on issues mm-hmm. and we start at one point and then we manage to go all yeah. the way out there. Yeah. I think the NFL, we talked about this on the last episode. I think they were in a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. Um, I do agree. We have talked about numerous times what they did last year, certain things they did last year. We both agree that they should have jumped in front of this, and they didn't. Um, but they weren't a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. Some of them, I prefer the teams that just came out there and said, look, some of us going to interlock arms, some of us going to kneel, but we aren't going to have like a make-believe team protest like Dallas did. And this is not me being a Dallas hater because I'm a scared fan. But the kneeling before the flag thing and then standing for that, I get it. I get I do get it. I do get it. But I also just feel like 
just let the individual player do what he wants to do. That's the, I think that's the point of all of this. Well, that's true freedom. That's true freedom. Like, again, I saw Josh Norman had me worried before the, before the game because he was like, whatever we do, we're going to do it as a team. And I was like, oh, God. What if there's literally a guy on the team that doesn't agree with this or wants to kneel and y'all want to. Which there were a few that, exactly. that still kneel. Right. And that's why I say, like, I like how they did it. Again, and a lot of teams did it this way. Some of them just say, look, we're just going to interlock arms because that's what they want to do. Some of them kneel. Josh Doxon kneeled. Um, um, I think um, um, Crowder kneeled. A lot of stars on the team. Right kneeled the owner was out there he was interlocking arms okay cool like that you know to me a protest is a protest but the, the point is you let certain players do what they want to do that is the bottom line you can't make a whole team you can't do what tomlin and i got what tomlin was trying to do too and again i want to get into everyone but yes overall it's a wtf because they were even in that situation and it's a damn if you do damn if you don't and they weren't going to do nothing but look silly in this situation in my opinion and that's what trump does to you makes people look silly that's why we called the last episode trump got the world going crazy (laughs) go ahead last but not least Mm -hmm. and this kind of piggybacks off of the other two that Mm -hmm. we added to this list sports Mm -hmm. illustrated they came out with a unity cover um the first three members of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first three people on this cover that you're going to see, listen mm-hmm. to me now, are LeBron James, mm. Steph Curry. Okay. And then a photoshopped picture of, of the NFL's commissioner, Roger Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> no sighting of Colin Kaepernick, yeah. who has, for this for this particular movement, mm-hmm. has been the face of it. Yeah. Whether it's been positive or negatively, how do you leave the man who has sparked this conversation? Let's mm-hmm. give him a round of applause applause period for just starting a conversation yeah because that's the only way that you're going to have change that's the only way that you're going to deliver change Mm -hmm. however it is sports illustrated completely missed the mark on this one yeah yeah this isn't about unity i mean i think that people are adding this is why the nfl was just the candidate for the last topic because you can't you have to pick a side and you have to (laughs) stay on it this is not about unity this is not about the damn flag this is not about the anthem People who believe that that is. No, it's not. This right. is the last time, first and last time we're going to make that clear. So if you're going to have a a, a cover mm-hmm. that's going to express unity, mm-hmm. have the guy that sparked a conversation somewhere in the damn crowd put mm-hmm. Roger towards the back. Or don't have him on there at all. Exactly. Like how this was actually criticized by the Golden State Warriors. Steph mm-hmm. has come out with a statement. Steve mm-hmm. Kerr has came out with a statement. People mm-hmm. are really shocked by this. Yeah. And it's actually oblivious that you would, I mean, it's not oblivious because look at the world that we live in, but it's just like, really guys, really, you had a chance to actually make history, put a positive stamp on and you just take the guy off altogether. It's almost like people wish Colin would just disappear literally. And it's really unfair. I can't add anything to that. I really can't. You, you, you said it best, whether we, whether we can see what they were going for or not. The point is you fucked up. Majorly. And, and you met you fucked up majorly for real it's okay i'm hoping that next week we have some better candidates i'm kind of tired of talking about the nfl yeah that's what i'm saying basketball issues. man basketball man if y'all have any um suggestions if you see any what the fuck type stories excuse me wtf type stories please feel free to email us ig us facebook yeah. us twitter us and mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and have a poll figure it out and we'll shoot Maybe your WTF candidate will make the list next week. Who knows? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. All right. In the meantime, that was a great episode. 
You feeling good, Danny? I'm feeling good. I'm ready for some basketball. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been excited for a basketball season. Yeah, this is going to be a I'm good ready. one. I'm ready. This is going to be a good one. I'm ready, too. This is going to be a really good one. Give me one to hear your thoughts, man. Follow us. Tweet us. Opinion underscore AF on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook. Opinionated AF. Correct. Yeah. Holler at us. Get at us. Whatever. Follow us personally at MSR underscore Adam. At Pretty Little Danny. Yep, yep. <laughs> and until next week, people, we up out of here.